Hello and welcome to the podcast of my latest book, American Road. My name is Sean Carabini and I invite you to ride along with me as I, an average guy from the Irish suburb of Lugan, take to the asphalt and drive from Las Vegas to New York City. Don't forget to visit the Kindle store where you can download your copy of American Road today. American Road by Sean Carabini Chapter 23 Lucan Man vs. The Buffalo We're beginning to feel a bit on the tired side as we drive back, sort of like we've had decaf espressos for breakfast. We make chit-chat as Johnny Cash sings about Delia in the background. We decide that the rest of the day should be taken up by dinner, wine and sleep. Outside, the road swings through sparse forest and meadow. A river runs beside us. There is a bluff ahead and the road tucks in neatly behind it. I round the corner. Suddenly, I jam on the brakes. We sit in panicked silence, our eyes looking through the windshield, our hearts in our skulls. There, in the middle of the road, not ten feet from the car, stand two buffaloes. They are facing us. I suddenly become very aware of the fact that the only thing keeping this car from moving forward into them is my foot on the brake pedal. If I move it, this automatic car will go forward. All of my concentration now pours into my leg, willing it to stay in place. My guess is that the larger buffalo is a male and the other a female. The male nuzzles his head into the female's side, scratching her lightly with his horns, but she's having none of it. And her back right leg kicks his left leg. Undeterred, he brings his head into her side again, and again she kicks him. She takes a step forward to emphasise her point. That is a step closer to me and my rapidly beating heart. I see a ruffle beside me, turning my eyes to squint to the side. I catch a glimpse of Marie taking the camera out of its pouch. What in God's name are you doing? I whisper. I'm going to take a picture, she says, nonplussed. For the love of God, make sure the flash is off. Oh yeah, she says. Good job you said that. It was on. (laughs) There is a sudden movement back in Buffalo Town. The male has come in once again to make his intentions known. This time, however, she bolts and runs forward towards the car, towards my side of the car, towards me. Although there is only maybe ten feet for her to travel, time for me freezes. My mind races. My leg stiffens with my foot on the brake. Now is not the time for the car to move. I think of the car rental place and have visions of me having to call them and ask for a second replacement car due to heavy buffalo damage. The buffalo looks me in the eye as she charges. Just behind her I see the male. He is also running, but is running away into the grass at the side of the road. She is now perhaps two feet from the hood of the car. I hold my breath and brace for impact. Suddenly, she breaks left and runs around the side of the car. Her mighty girth hits the wing mirror beside me, cocking it shut. Her coat presses against my driver's door window as she brushes past. I am frozen. And there is a flash. Oops, looks like the flash is still on after all, says Marie. The picture will show a buffalo coat pressed against the window. The buffalo then turns left again and runs off into the grass. You can breathe now, says Marie. I was hoping for a close encounter, but this is ridiculous. 
I wake maybe 20 seconds before pulling off again. It is a struggle. My leg does not want to move and requires a lot of persuasion to do so. The encounter has left me exhausted and jumpy. The drive back to the cabin takes an hour, but it feels like mere seconds. Now, says Marie, you got to see your buffalo. I did. I just hadn't expected it would come to see me. We arrive back at the cabin and while the rest of the day away in a calm, unexciting and very welcome manner. We awake early the next morning, very early. Our drive promises to be the longest yet, Yellowstone to the fabled Black Hills of Dakota. By 6.30am the car is packed and we're ready to go. We do not get far, however, before we're forced to make a stop. The reason? The scenery. Lake Yellowstone looks far too beautiful to pass by. A fog rises from the water as we watch. It wisps upwards, snaking round trees and blanketing the shoreline. Through it, a Median sun rises, turning everything it touches to gold. We sit on the hood of the car by the lakeshore, drinking it, and flasks of hot tea in. A perfect start to a day that happens to be my birthday. We move on. Yellowstone is deserted, save for the buffalo, who we can see lying belly down upon or near thermal springs, surrounded by what the locals call scat, but I'm pretty sure are called turds. We realise this is not the first time we've seen the buffalo do this, and we deduce that they lie belly down on the warm earth to get things moving. David Attenborough never mentioned that. There is dew on the grass. There are droplets on the trees. And all over the horizon, steam can be seen joining the clouds. All is quite beautiful in this stillness. It takes me about 90 minutes to reach the eastern gate of the park. A roadblock is being removed as we approach the gate. I roll down my window. Is there a problem? I ask a construction worker. Not anymore. Had an avalanche two days ago. Just finished clearing the rock from the road. I look around. Sure enough, there are pieces of rock scattered everywhere. I thank him. And we move on. We are now in Wyoming. First stop, Cody, capital of the Old West, where rodeo and night times are the same thing. Thank you for listening to the American Road Podcast. Join in in two weeks' time to hear the next episode. Don't forget, you can download a copy of the book, American Road, to your Kindle today. Also available from the Kindle store, at a price more reasonable than me, is American Road, The Poems. See you next time!